continue. Okay, there it goes. So now we are officially recording. Right. So I'll do my little. So this is Matthew Sims uh, speaking with Astrid Preston via Zoom in her studio in Santa Monica, California um, on July 27th, 2020 as part of the, we're calling it the pandemic project. Uh, we toyed with different words. <laughs> that was the one that stuck. Uh, for the Smithsonian Institution's Archives of American Art. Um, and Astrid, we're, first of all, thank you very much for agreeing to be part of this. And it's such a pleasure to speak with somebody you know, in this isolation. Yeah, well, tell me about how things have been going. How are you? It's a long period of time now. Uh, I'm great. This is what's easy for me is that this is what I do anyway. I work alone in my studio, which is in my house. So I don't really have to go anywhere except my backyard and, you know, the mailbox. Right, right. So in that way, and my husband still goes to his office. And so I'm alone all day. And I really like that. So it's yeah. been very positive for my work. Mm. But of course, mm. the stress, how my stress gets balanced is through the work. Yeah. So more well, compulsive work relaxes me and, you know, gives me a little dialogue with what's going on inside, which is very strange. And I call it the plague. You call it the, <laughs> the plague. The, yeah, yeah, the year of the plague. Right. And, it's been used and a lot in literature. That's right. Camus, I guess, wrote yeah. the plague and then other things. People, right. the, some of those things were popping up um, on social media and other people right. were trying to find reference points for this. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. And you were mentioning, you know, feedback, how to get feedback during this period. How, how yeah, I didn't have any for months and months. So generally, I usually have at least a, somebody who comes in, does a studio visit, you know, every other week or so, just so there are times, you know, if I'm stuck on something, they walk in and I can instantly through their eyes see, okay, push myself harder, not oh, okay. just abandon something, you know, just go, okay, it's not finished. I'll keep working harder. And, and it's nice just to have, but I haven't had that. Hmm. Last week, somebody came in just very briefly and I thought something was finished and they go, you know, I can see that that's not quite, you know. Okay. You know. So I've been painting flowers. I got very compulsive about flowers and these floating spheres and just the, the spheres especially, just started doing this. And they sort of in a way, they look like Don Suggs spheres, but very small. And, uh, you know, my husband and I are involved with astronomy at UCLA, and they invited me to a virtual colloquium about oh. protoplanets. A woman was speaking about from Leiden, and since we sponsor it, they often invite me, but this time I guess it was something I could understand, not a technical, <laughs> so technical. And so, you know, this was just about a month ago, and I've been painting these circles since uh, March. And so anyway, they look like protoplanets. The talk was about what exoplanets and being able to see them and protoplanets forming, wow. you know, in out there. So yeah. that was very exciting. So I call them protoplanets. I don't know what to call them, circles. <laughs> and they're not, you know, so they're repetitive little spheres. So they're like, like, you know, be like stars in the sky, but they're not stars and they're not floating viruses either. Okay. So protoplanets. Yeah. I, I know I'm sure it was influencing somebody I think the coronavirus is so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, the, there was a while when there wasn't an image and suddenly this digital image, now yeah. it's everywhere. We keep seeing it. 
yeah, Can you yeah. Just show us a little bit of what what you're talking about, because it's one thing to hear about it. It's yeah, yeah. So the flower is mixing with the okay with the. It's interesting, yeah. I, you know, and I don't quite understand why I needed to do that. Um, so Are the first, know? this is the first one. Oh, you see it? Yeah. yeah. So it's forty-two by forty-two inches. And I was interested in using, you know, it's like a friend was doing portraits of artists with masks on. She asked me, what's your favorite flower? And I said, well, the tea peony, tree peony, mm. you know, from China. It's just amazing. I, I grew, for two years, I was able to grow one by throwing ice on it in the winter. And mm. so these are all tree peonies, sort of, you know, not the shape, not necessarily yeah. the color. They're huge things and bees just get in the middle of them and lounge around going crazy. So this was uh, number two. So and so I and I realize now thinking about them. So I'm still that first one's finished. This one I've still been opening up the space over mm -hmm. here, like mm -hmm. giving it a little more breath. But nope. they're hard for what? Oh, I'm sorry. We have a scattering of smaller, whiter flowers that seem to be in a space somewhere behind some of the larger. Uh, uh, flowers are those yeah, the these same were, kind, or are they? They were kind? more Japanese. Um, the spring, uh, oh my god, cherry blossoms. Cherry blossoms, okay. which I've painted before. So it's like I had the spring of cherry blossoms coming under the, you know, these other flowers that are sort of random colors and the composition made from flowers. And this was number three of the. So these are the. So, mm. A little darker, you know, a little yeah, more a composition, not just floating. They, so I'm not sure about that yet. If I'm gonna, you know, still have these things coming from the bottom, mm -hmm. and if this is like a little too decorative. Well, you have some structure coming in with some branches yeah. of things as well. That makes you sense see the. Uh, so these are my little proto planets. Oh yeah, I love those. <laughs> so great. it depends if they're up and you know, depending on what color they're on. Yeah. I realized recently they're almost like. Um, studies of color studies as mm -hmm. I do them. This is mm -hmm. my last one here. It's very simple. You see it? This one here. Yeah. Yeah. Each that's one my last is so one. different, you know. Each the one blessed. Has yeah, and I was comfortable putting the protoplanets everywhere. Yeah. And that's just right. sticking sort of to two color flowers. So it's very loose. So when I first started doing these, I was it was uncomfortable for me to look at them, uh, these particular well, ones, because they weren't grounded in any way. This lack of grounding is, then I realized, well, that's exactly what we're all feeling. Mm. We're losing our structures. I hadn't created new structures beyond my studio practice. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to the gym. <laughs> you know, my new normal exercise routine was gone and I hadn't created a new one. That's so, you know, this unsettling thing is what I think they're reflecting, but grounding it in beauty. And, but the earliest flowers were much more traditional in terms of just composition. I can show you, can you see that yeah. one? So, so how long? You know, these are poppies just, you know, coming up from the ground. How recent is that painting then compared to the others? Uh, this one I started in March. Okay. And now, this one was one. also the first big one. I don't know if it's in plastic. Oh, you see it? Yeah. So it's again, more coming up from the ground. They're grounded, but there's stuff happening behind them with the protoplanets. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, the and then these, all these little studies. Mm. So here we go. I'm struck that that horizon line makes a big difference when you have a sense of a, 
of, of, a, of a space that you might kind of walk into or, or uh, sort of orient in versus the other spaces, which do feel very floating, you know. Yeah, and, and that can be comforting or uneasy, right? Yeah, yeah, and there's so I, much. I need to many... be grounded, so it's odd. So yeah. here's uh, two that I really like a lot. Those ones, oh, those are. Because they, they're grounded in water, which is, yeah, so these two are finished. Yeah, yeah. It's a and very different feeling. Show Not us being square this. also. Could you show us some of the smaller ones that are below in that little? Sure, yeah, well, these are, yeah, these first two. Those ones are amazing. Are like, those are little studies. It's of like a night sky. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure of how I'm, I think I'll leave them just because that was my initial thought, but then, you know, yeah. can you see, am I getting these at all? Yeah, I can see them very well. Okay. And I see now there's a conversation between those protoplanets and <laughs> yeah. other imagery. Mm. Exactly, and then even using it with my bird paintings, and and then these lines coming across, which is something you've you've explored a lot in right. Your... Had a lot of lines in my last show. Yeah. So then here they came in more of a, a net, a web, being caught in the web, and mm -hmm. here it's more to quiet all the crazy <laughs> COVIDs floating around in that one. Yeah. You and know, so... with the pink, it's quite a different feeling, right? It's sort of. Like healing, like I'm in the hospital in that one. I don't know. The bird is that's an interesting. Uh, that's different. that's an interesting association. For that one that we're looking at now with the bird, I wonder about the steps in your process. It seems as though, if I'm not mistaken, did, there was this kind of a reddish ground, and then the paint that you must have worked on those planets, and then yeah. moved towards the bird. How, how did that? Um, I put no. I painted the bird first. Oh, you did? Yeah, and then I started painting a background for the bird, and then I put the rectangle around the bird to isolate him from the background. Uh-huh. He, he wasn't sort of happy floating in space. Right. right. <laughs> he needed to be grounded, you know. So like this one also was just in this field. Okay. Careful. Can you see that one? A yeah. more abstract field, and I gave him a rectangle also because I wasn't comfortable being yeah. in that space. And this one I'm still working on. He keeps this one keeps getting changed. Uh huh. Gosh, I really I really love this idea of a virtual studio visit. Makes me want to be there in person. <laughs> it's, uh, it's yeah. Oh, here's some small ones that are totally finished. Or can you see this grouping? Yeah. And so the, these are the earlier ones. Is Just there something a little to the, hint of? Yeah. Is there something to the um, the way that these are? Um, studies of birds that demands that smaller format, uh, more concentrated uh, 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 focal point? Uh, or or what, what's the logic in your moving between these smaller formats and the larger ones? Um, well, I started small ones, sort of a studies and little ideas, and then just the isolated of one object. I, have, mm, I haven't actually thought about that recently, mm. you know, so I'm doing it. I like them. But. Okay. It's, it's a concentration of yeah. information. Because if you're doing something closer to life size, yeah. I've done paintings of birds everywhere. And I have one here, back here, that's, but um, uh -huh. yeah, they're not quite studies because they're finished paintings, but I've been doing small work forever. I like every scale. Yeah. And they you, all say different things. You started out in um, the beginning of your uh, uh, life as an artist. Um, well, not the very beginning, but you kind of had a phase in the late 60s, early 70s, where it was about working on paper, very subtle, very, 
you know, uh, attentive drawing practice. Yes. Um, but before that, actually, you were, you were painting, uh, I believe. I'm trying to before remember. Before the drawing? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I was, I was painting early on, yes, in the, back in the 60s. Yeah. And then in the 70s, you know, I went to drawing. Yeah. Beautiful and, uh, kind of. Yeah, just for 10 years, I just drew and drew. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then back to painting. Back to painting. And you can see the inheritance of some of in these the things coming back up through in the linear quality mm -hmm. like that. So. Yeah, the line, painted lines. I always love painted lines. So, yeah, mm -hmm. it keeps coming and evolving. But these are like just so dense what I'm doing. And I think it's just having all this free time. <laughs> no, oh, it gets more compulsive. Yeah. Now I know that you've had a few exhibitions recently, and I don't know how much, if whether any of this work here has been uh, uh, shown or not. Uh, I don't no, this is all new work. It's all new work. So, uh -huh. how about you want to tell us about those recent exhibitions a little bit? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I show, had a show at Craig Craw Gallery, which was December and January, basically almost like a month and a half because of the holidays. We extended it. Yes. Till about January 18th or something. And so that was very, very successful. Usually mm -hmm. December is a horrible month. And I told him, that's fine. I can, we'll see what happens. And we yeah. were just lucky that people came and, you know, before they went on holiday. And uh, so that was a surprise. And things still were going fine for a while. And then um, I was organizing a group show with four friends and we we're making a brochure, you know, all the stuff for it. Mm -hmm. And that was to open March uh, 17th. <laughs> so Tom Woodle had his opening March 11th. That's right. And, you know, and we were just like, and you know, every, every day, you know, it was like one of the four people, you know, she said, well, let's get valet parking. Like, oh, let's don't rush that. No, yeah. It's like <laughs> every day it was like, okay, not this, not that, not that. And so then we though, um, it ended up quite, it, the show was up for a couple of months. But I think only a few people saw it in person. Who who so, was in the show and where was it? It was Laurie Yea. It was um, in, I guess, Culver City area. Okay. Um, I have to go to get the love of sure. It's quite beautiful. Um, and the, but the show was called Antidote to Noise. That's right. I remember. It was the quiet about quiet. It was Castelli Gallery. So they wanted to do it. So they just left it up. And uh, the four of us, we did decide to go ahead with the show. Mm -hmm. you know, even though the installation was now, you know, everything was happening as we were installing right. the shutdown. So suddenly we thought we, you know, and then we didn't even have it open. I think for a while it was still closed, even for visitors by appointment. And then it was by appointment, you could have a person, one or two people in. Yeah. But we were all very cautious. But right. we ended up having a Zoom you know, thing we have, so it's online. There's mm -hmm. a lot of uh, the big Zoom meeting of it and the discussion, and uh, so it's well-documented now. So it ended up being good that way. And I saw that, <laughs> and I know who is in the show, but I, I don't know other people will know, but do you want to tell us who is in it aside from yourself? Oh, it's myself, Lori Yea. Um, I'm just sort of blank today on names, you know, oh, that's happens. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I should just grab it. I just this is what happens with isolation. I yes. can't remember anything. So here's our beautiful little. Uh, How nice! So it's so Lisa Siegel and Margaret Ann Smith. Okay, 
Right. So we just did this beautiful little brochure, and you know, there you have the, yeah, all the or it's it's a beautifully designed. So anyway, so you know, we have the brochures, but <laughs> no opening, no show, really, just you know, by appointment. Yeah. Very interesting experience. I talked to Tom Woodle about his, as part of this project, about yeah. his experience too, and he was quite philosophical about it. He said the same thing you did, which is that in the end, the gallery worked very hard to get to get um, uh, social media, other kinds of um, uh, means to 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 put images out, videos out of yeah. the show. So I think that it was everybody was was really bending over backwards to try to you know, make sure that the, you know, the pandemic didn't just completely uh, destroy these projects, which were already kind of uh, rolling out when it hit. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was interesting. And you know, I remember with Tom's opening, we know it was a dangerous time because I didn't use the valet parking. We parked somewhere on the street and walked over one an hour early. So owner interacted with Elizabeth. That was it, you know, then left before the crowd came because it was already, yes, like, be careful time. <laughs> I remember Friday the 13th was, was when I had to pick my kids up from school and that was the end of school, you know. Right, the, yeah. So it was a, a kind of, a, you know, I suppose, <laughs> symbolic or telling or something. Quite well, so a... What other kind of things are going on for you? So you, you're obviously generating an amazing amount of new and really compelling work there. Um, yeah. I uh, had three paintings. One, I did one large one uh, and two of these small, these new ones I'm doing. I haven't just, I'm getting going. I ordered these eight by eight inch canvases mm -hmm. and uh, I had done two already, but they went, he really loved them. They went down to La Jolla to the Ron Stevenson gallery. Okay. So he had them up for like a couple of weeks, okay. a large one and these two. And so that was nice to have something happening now, you know, at the by appointment only. Mm, yeah. you know, Craig here just sort of shut down completely for a while. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah. he had Dan McCleary show up and. Uh, That's know, right. Appointment, but. I was happy to get to see your show there. And you did a, a question and answer conversation with Craig. Yes. Illuminating as well. That was very nice. Oh, that's when I had laryngitis. That's right. You had laryngitis. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> there were a lot of good questions and people were very engaged, very full, um, great turnout. So it really was, was great. It was good that you got all that under your belt before this. Right. So, so where do you th see things going for yourself in terms of these paintings? Have you reached a, a, a kind of a place where you're, you feel like you've, um, you, you've, I don't know what one would say, obviously not figured anything out, but, but, but um, achieved what it is that you're trying to do with this new? Yeah, I don't quite understand. I mean, I knew the flowers really dealt with, you know, in memory of all the lives lost. So there was that touch with all the flower imagery. Yes. And then the proto planets, you know, that's is, again, part of that. We're all part of the cosmos. So it'll, well, you talk to Lita, you know, I'm sure, you know, we'll have all those. I don't usually talk about those things, but they do come into this since we're thinking about death and, you know, this kind of between death and isolation and illness and horrible things happening. Um, you know, flowers are 
life, growth, birth, death, you know, all those things. So there's that symbolism in the work. So it'll shift when things shift, but I yeah. still have a need to do this right now. And, you know, I'll understand it better, you know, a year from now. Right. It's so interesting to hear you say that because when I see your paintings, I, I immediately understand what you mean by those associations that come, that you can see in that imagery. And although at the same time, it's very naturalistic what you're doing. And so you could also, in fact, not see it, just, just really see this as about um, an exploration of, of uh, shape, pattern, color, you know, uh, 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 imagery and so forth. But when you start to talk about it that way, it, it brings it into very contemporary, very, you know, far more, um, I guess, grounded in, in current events kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you generally hope for or, or do you like it to be open so that really people can come to it? And, and you know, I, I think of those proto planets, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a sort of amateur, you know, I have my, Right. When I'm, we were looking at Saturn and Jupiter yesterday because they're up right. in, very visible. Um, so, so you know, this is maybe an unfair question, but to what degree do you do you hope for people to get whatever they whatever they can out of it, or do you hope that there will be some sense of um, seeing into the the kind of things that you you feel resonate in terms of the present day and the present day issues? Um. I think it's all in there so people bring what they have from their own life experience. You know, mm. I can say one thing and people that might add to their experience and it might not at all be meaningful to them. Yeah. Right. For, I know a lot of people, it's such a scary time for them. They don't leave the house. You know, they haven't been out at all. They have food delivered. And, uh, and when I do go to the market like three times a week, it's, you know, it's, I realize I'm a little uneasy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're stressed there. I have my mask. I've, you know, I've got my sanitizer in the car, yeah. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> or in my back pocket. You know, it's it's an interesting time, and there's stress. And so, when I look at the work, some are getting they're getting calmer and calmer as I look at them. But there was stress in them when I first began. So all um, these things are there, and I don't know. People seem to see them. Yeah. depending on their experience of art. But there, I mean, you know, my work I've always mentioned, it's always accessible through the imagery. Yes. But then it's a color and composition that might, you know, have more of the emotional content. Yeah. I don't, it's... Or, or emotional uh, um, associations in the sense that one might begin to um, see that happening in it. Um, what I mean by that is that, um, um, you know, it's so hard to build emotion into it as content because in a way it's, it's about creating a resonance, I feel, at least in your work, that sense of something that you felt that you've um, spent a great deal of time refining and working through. And then someone comes along to your studio and sees it. And in that conversation and in the looking, there's that almost sympathetic resonance or something that they can emerge. Um, right. So it's without studio visits, I don't have <laughs> any feedback. Yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting, right? Because to see it in person or see it reproduced is such a different experience. Yeah. yeah. Work just reads so differently when you have a physical interaction with it. So um, yeah. that's the one problem with you know, all our seeing everything through a machine or a reproduction. 
Yeah, yeah. Because, um, uh, things are embedded in the real thing that. Uh... <laughs> tell me any last thoughts you might have because we're going to sort of wind things up uh, a little bit here. Do you have any last sort of reflections or? It's uh, it's interesting. I've been you know working in this <laughs> bubble. <laughs> the poor bubble, the emotional <laughs> to relent, but mm. sort of calm bubble too. I mean, I, I feel really fortunate that I've been able to, that I work through things and other people don't. And I feel sorry for them because yeah. it's a nice way to process whatever I'm feeling and going through. And it's in the work, but you know, it's not what I don't think anyone necessarily sees. They might feel it in person, but it's a, yeah, that, uh, that's what I was trying to say is that it's not a lot of formal one. stuff. Right. It's, it, yeah. it, it, it's, it, it, it gently invites you into this kind of, this world, this, and I like the way that you use the floating. Obviously it has uh, res, um, associations with both Japanese kinds of, uh, of gardens, but also I think of Monet and others who've, who've been, who've explored the idea of flowers um, uh, and, and that kind of floating, both physical and, and mental space. Yeah. That, you know who I thought of the most closest in one way was Ray Dong. Oh yes, that's right. Because he does, you know, I look back at some, I thought he'd done more, but I only have like two images and books of his work. And they're like a few flowers and then they're like in a floating field. And I thought, well, that's a very close, closest association. I, I love you know, that. because that's The exactly Met has, uh, has exactly a Radon. I'm to get at because it, in, in those Radon pastel um, uh, bouquets, you, you don't get a sense of them being just purely sort of naturalistic representations that right. there's a, there's a psychological or subjective energy to them, but it's mm -hmm. also not, it's not, you know, obvious either. So it, it creates a mystery to yeah. it. And, so that's and, the closest I'd say. Yeah. Work that this relates to for me. Well, that's good company be to, to be keeping, you know, in your, <laughs> uh, just my association. And, I'm uh, sure there's others, but that's what yeah. I came to. Well, uh, it has been a delight talking to you, and I love this virtual studio visit and obviously want to come have a real one. Soon. Yes, <laughs> with masks on, maybe briefly indoors. I'm amazed <laughs> all of this work that you've been doing, um, really just blown away. So more reason to come. So I'll say thank you and, and go ahead and stop the recording now, okay? <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, let's see, there we go.